In April of 2016, a TV show named Winona Earp debuted in the U.S. and Canada. Shortly thereafter, a fandom was born. And not just any fandom, and not just any fans. These fans called themselves Earpers. Welcome to This Earper Life, a podcast about the stories behind the fandom. I'm Anne. And I'm Kat. We're both Earpers, and we both wanted to know more about the show and fandom we love. Each week, we take a closer look at the stories behind the show and the fandom that celebrates it. So yeah, so we're going to finally speak with Andrea Higgins, True. you know, as it worked out, we've been trying to get her since, like I said, the end of January. Yeah. And she's a busy, busy person and we'll soon hear why, but we know why. Right. Um, but it's a happy accident because I feel like it's worked out for the best because we have even more questions and... Um, definitely more songs to talk about yes i can't stop humming the won't let go song i'm addicted to it should we warn her that we're gonna try to make her be our friend who andrea yeah she'll figure it out (laughs) it'll be too late by then she'll She'll be roped in yeah (laughs) we'll be on her doorstep we'll we'll have made plans we'll be drinks it'll be good (laughs) hi we did it you guys we're here we made it oh my gosh hi can you hear me okay yeah um macbook air speakers hello no i can't hear us oh damn um all right we need to buy her a new laptop test speaker and microphone oh i hear you now yes Yay. 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 Oh my gosh. I just troubleshot someone through technology. The bane of my existence. (gasps) What a relief. (gasps) I've come full circle from Kat Burrell having to tell me how to fix my Zoom (laughs) for the interview I did with her. Nice job, Andrea and Anne. What a team. You did it. That's the embarrassing part. (laughs) 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 I can mix the show, but yeah. So you can hear us. Okay. You sound and you sound great. This is excellent. Oh, all good. right. Thank you. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. We want I'm you to glad sound good. Doing this. I'm glad we waited only because I was so focused on like just don't reveal anything about the episodes that haven't aired. <laughs> Kat and I were just talking about how like we've been we're, I'm like, this is finally happening. We've been trying since the end of January. No. But at the same time, we're we're happy now because it's like a happy little accident that now we have these other things that we want to talk about yeah. from yeah. the well, end of season four. You were right; it, it made sense to wait. Yeah, Anne is very Anne very much is like, let's go. We got to do now. Why aren't we done yet? And but no, it totally makes sense. It's it's uh, wow. What we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> and I want it to be just like really present and focused. And it was like yeah, in the middle of a bunch of different shows, and my brain was just like. <laughs> if they ask me any question, my response is just going to be, ah, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. No, I told Kat she has to drive this bus because I'm, I'm just fangirling out at this point. <laughs> Aw. Me too. <laughs> uh, please tell us who you are and what you do for the show. 
My name is Andrea Higgins, and I'm the music supervisor on Winona Herb. Andrea, can you just tell us, uh, start, start us out by telling us what a music supervisor does uh, for a television show? Sure. Um, so as a music supervisor, I'm in charge of all, supervising all aspects um, of the music on the show, really. Um, so that involves finding songs for the series, licensing them, negotiating all the, the rights with the uh, rights holders, um, any kind of coordination of on-screen performances. So for example, um, Jan Arden's appearing on the show and she's singing a song on her guitar. What is that song? And, you know, clearing the rights to that song before they film or, you know, Dom singing a Christmas song to uh, Nicole. And it's part of the conversation of what is that song going to be and clearing the rights to it, helping creatively find the right fit. Um, and also I work very closely with the composers who write original score. And so it's, it's part creative, it's part um, administration and contracts and deals, and it's part technical. So music editing to picture and just delivering the files to set or to the final sound mix. Got it. So can you tell us, my guess is that, that this process begins at the script level with you. Yeah. Do you so can you kind of talk us with, okay, so, you know, a, a script is delivered to you. What, what then is your process from there? So, um, yeah, I'm involved at script stage. I read everything. I make notes. Um, I'm, I'm scanning for any music moments. Um, and I, you know, spreadsheet everything. And I kind of just decipher what is post-production so I don't need to deal with it until later or what needs to be dealt with right now, which is there's an on-screen performance. When is that filming? How much time do we have between receiving the script and when it goes to camera? Um, what is required? Is there, um, you know, is there a character singing? Is there musical accompaniment? Um, and discussing just the vision with Emily um, and the producers, what needs, what needs to be done there. So for example, um, what would have come up? Um, is there singing in season four? Yes, well, the Martina thing, for example, which just happened in the finale. Um, I received a message. I think I got the script and a message from Emily on the same day saying, here's the deal. Martina's going to be singing a song. It needs to be amazing. And let's talk about it. And I think I actually, I received, sometimes I received those emails from Emily before a script even shows up. Um, that scene in particular definitely came up early on. So we had time to, to think about it um, and what it could be. And when, when those situations come up, it's, um, exciting and also but there's so many in my brain it's like creative but also how do we break this down time-wise budget what's involved um, taking her ideas uh, she had thrown some references or just some ideas she had in her head and just said what do you think and 
that's what I love about Emily is she's really collaborative. So I take what she gives me and just kind of go, okay, let me put that here. And then kind of think, well, just like what else, what else could it, what else, right? Like I, I'm, I feel like I'm a master of like wild cards, <laughs> you know, it's just like, okay, here's a thing. And then here's another, what if we tried this? Um, and so that's just the fun part of what I do, just collaboration and just, you know, throwing ideas against the wall and seeing how they land and experimenting and what if, what if we tried this, you know, um, that's the funnest part of, of this job. Definitely. So since you brought it up, let's talk about that. Okay. Moment. So, so when you say that, that Emily sent you an email at the same time as you getting the script, can you tell us, was that song specifically scripted or was that something you and Emily kind of came to together? No, uh, we came to it together. Um, at first, yeah, I received an email from Emily just saying, um, there's the finale, there's, I want a big song for the finale and Martina's going to sing. She has this amazing voice. I really want to showcase that. And here's a few ideas of what I was thinking it could be, but kind of like, what do you think? Um, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. How do I deliver that based on what she had given me? How do I execute the thing she's giving to me? And then also, since she asked, what do you think? <laughs> I was like, okay, what do I think? Well, and I didn't even know if this was a, if this was a wedding at all. I was kind of like, is this for a wedding seat? Like, I didn't know. And, you know, everything was very secret. Well, at least I hadn't received the script yet, so I didn't know for sure. And I thought, okay, it must be, she's got to be performing in the wedding. And <laughs> I thought, okay, if it is the wedding, what realistically would she be singing? What would she sing at this wedding? And obviously it could have been any song, but I thought, what is a song that would be meaningful to Way Hot and it sh I thought, what if it was a song that we all as a fan base recognize? And I thought the first song they kissed to was so special. Like what would that, could that be the song? <laughs> and obviously it's like synthy and kind of upbeat. And I thought, well, what if we um, stripped it back and just kept it really intimate? What would that sound like? I could picture it in my head sometimes presenting pitching that as an idea can be tricky like if you can't picture it it's kind of like i don't know would that work and i happened to find flurry had a version um an acoustic version where she just played it stripped down at the piano online and i thought oh yeah this is what she should do and so i just <laughs> sent the link to emily i was like these are all amazing ideas what if, what if we try what about this she was like, yes. And so, um, yeah, it took, uh, it took a while, not a while to get there. We, we came, we, we decided on it pretty quickly. We had a, a few different ideas of how we could approach it. Um, but ultimately, yeah, that's, that's what she chose. <laughs> if we weren't crying by that point, <laughs> we were all crying yeah. at that point. And it was like two notes in and it was I'm like, it's oh, yeah. Medley's couch so song. You have no idea how happy that makes me because these are really tricky decisions um, that hold a lot of weight because I don't know, there's a lot riding on it. You want everyone 
to just love it, you know, and music is so subjective, but I, I really felt like this song was really special to the Erpers. I felt like it really went over, like it just became a fan favorite. Um, so I thought that could be a really fun callback. And, um, but also it was like, okay, how does Martina feel about it? We have, you know, it was sending it to her to make sure it was in, you know, the right key and um, that she felt good about it. And that's a really important um, part of it too. Like, especially, you know, Emily is always very um, protective of the cast, of course, and just making sure that they feel good about whatever creative decisions are being made, especially when it comes to singing, like, Anytime Dom had to sing a song, it was very like, let's send it to Dom, make sure she blesses it with her, you know, approval. And that always feels really good when, when the cast is like, yep, feels good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that scene is just one of many that we're going to talk about that is just, okay. like, it's, it's, it's just perfect. It's just the perfect oh. song at the perfect uh, moment. Um, She's an amazing singer, Martina. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could go on. Yeah, we'll get there. Exactly. I saw her pick up the microphone. I'm like, here it goes. She's going to sing. And then I heard like the first note and I'm like, oh no. no. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, yeah. it was an incredible moment. One of my favorite moments of the entire episode, honestly. Awesome. Okay. Let's go back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so as a music supervisor, do you have you know, I'm thinking of all the different ways that you, you must be constantly looking for music. Um, do you have more access to people than, you know, Anne or I would have? Like, how, how are you finding music? What, what are your different methods? I have a lot of methods. Um, you know, I listen to Spotify, like a lot of people and just kind of dig under rocks and find artists through other artists and that, that way, like, like anybody and you know, I stumble upon things all the time. Um, word of mouth, you know, what are my friends listening to? What are, what are all kinds of people listening to? I'm always interested in what people are listening to. Um, but also, yeah, being in the industry, I mean, people send me music every single day, artists, songwriters, managers, record labels, publishers, um, publicists, like, we get music all the time, but, um, so it's, it, it can be really, it's exciting. It's also overwhelming. Um, so I, I, I have like trusted colleagues that are my go-tos cause I know they have really great music. I know they can do the deal really quick and in TV, our schedules are so fast. Um, so I, I need everything to run really smoothly in terms of business affairs and that side of things. Yeah. Got it. And people, when we get into, I know you wanted to talk about Adeline. There's people who like just find me, you know, and it's just one day I just hear a song and, and I'm like, oh, this would actually be perfect for the thing I'm working on right now. And sometimes people send me music that I fall in love with, but there's just not that fit at the time. And there's no shortage of amazing artists who submitted music to me for Winona Earp. I found music through Erpers. Like Erpers are turning me on to music all the time. And I love that. You know, the show is for you. So I want to know what you're listening to. Because um, I want to make the show as great as it can be. It's not just my personal 
music taste. I love knowing mm-hmm. what everyone's listening to. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Has anything in Erper since you made it onto the show? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What, and what is that? Um, Don't Stop the Devil in episode 401, the very first song, the uh, that when um, there's like the hair flip montage at the pool table, that was a band that was suggested to me a while ago from an erper. And Mm. it was just always an artist that I just kind of had in my back pocket. Cause it just, I was like, Oh yeah, this sounds like a Winona Earp song. Um, It was sent to me, I think in season three. And at that time it was just one of those, like, this is an amazing song. I don't have a place to put it. Um, but it's just on my radar for later. And then when we worked on that scene, I had tried so many songs against that scene. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, it's our first song back. (laughs) Returning from the world's longest hiatus and it's gotta be fucking awesome. And so we tried a few things, but then that one was like, I like this one. This is fun. Hmm. Yeah. So, and you yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's just one of those things. You just never know what's going to stick. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I really know. Like, I just knew. Wildwood, it's going to be the song. I'm not, it's not the only song I'm going to present. But in my, like, heart of heart, in my gut, like, I, this is the song. <laughs> and I've, I've felt that, like, a few times very strongly. But that's, you know, I, it's my job to present lots of options. Um, and, and there's times when I don't get it right. Emily's like, you know, this isn't, I think we want to go tonally this way instead of this way. It's like, okay, back to the drawing board. And I happily will do that. Got it. So let's talk about your involvement with Winona Herb. Uh, when you were, when you first, how did you first get involved with the show? Did, were you approached or did you kind of submit your name? How, how did your relationship with the show begin? So I work, I worked, I've worked with 724 Films at that point um, for about 10 years. I've worked with them on another series called Heartland. Um, so we have a relationship. And when I read that they were doing a new show, um, and when I read what it was, I just thought, this sounds really cool. It sounds like you guys need a really cool soundtrack. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, uh, but you know, some shows don't have a, you know, soundtrack. But I thought, okay, I know, I, I knew I wanted to be involved, obviously. And so I'd reached out just saying like, I read this is happening. <laughs> Uh, keep me in mind, wink, wink, you know, I think we can make it really <laughs> awesome. And they were like, you know, um, they're amazing 724 films. And um, yeah, it kind of, um, you know, when things get greenlit versus when things actually get made, there's a significant amount of time between then. But um, yeah, they, um, one day they call and they were like, okay, let's have you meet Emily. If, 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 um, if that goes well, let's, let's do this kind of thing. And so that's kind of how it came to be. Um, and I met Emily and obviously she was amazing. And um, yeah, I was just really excited to be part of, part of the series, but also just, we had a good creative connection. Um, and that's a big part. I mean, personalities and people, it's a, you know, 
it's about people <laughs> clicking that makes it, you know, um, fun. And I think is part of the success of a show, just all different departments clicking and gelling together. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's the impression is that it just looked like a lot of fun, but also that everyone is doing a really, really good job. Thanks. And you know, if if they, I'm guessing if you don't like the people you work with, you don't really care as much about the show. I would think. Right. Um, so what about when you heard what the show was going to be, what about that appealed to you? What made you think, wow, that sounds really cool? Um, I think at the time it just felt like creatively a little something different for me. Um, I knew, I just knew what it was. I knew what the soundtrack was going to be. I knew the music I could pitch. Um, I knew it could be super dead cool. Like I just, and it was different from anything that I had been working on at that point. Um, so just creatively, I was really excited to just, um, go down this road. Um, and when I had that first call with Emily and kind of the get to know you, what do you want the show to sound like? What is your version of the show? Um, cause that's, I have my ideas going into it, but it's really like, what is the show that you want to make? Cause that's my job to execute that. Um, and immediately some of the bands that she was, bands and songs that she was um, referencing, I was like, yeah, I get it. I got you. Let's do this. <laughs> so it was really fun. It was just from day one, it was so much fun um, creatively. And it, you know, every show, the sh- we have our challenges. We have our, you know, uh, moments of like, oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> but um, because it's such a, a great team, I feel like we're just really good at communicating and figuring things out and problem solving. And it's just fun. You know, <laughs> even if there's, um, I call them like fun debates, right? Because there's Emily, there's our producers, and music is so subjective. And sometimes, Maybe Emily will feel one way about a song and, you know, the producers might feel a different way about that song. And it's, I find it fun and healthy to have debates about like why we love or don't love something, where we need to go. I love this because, you know, and having like fun debates over it. Sometimes those conversations are, can be not fun, but this show, not in this show. It could be very stressful, (laughs) especially when it's like, oh, we need to be done like in an hour. It's like, "Ah, what do you mean back to the drawing board? But yeah, no, this show, it's, it's, I I can't, I can't say enough. Like, it's just fun. Our meetings are fun. Even when there's a challenge, it's like, okay, let's figure it out. Yeah. And I think that that definitely shows like, I, I don't, I don't think there's ever been a moment in one of the episodes where I've I've seen a scene matched with music and thought like, no, oh, that one didn't really. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> like I've, I've always like, and some of my favorites are like the slow-mo action shots. And I'm just like, oh my God, she nailed it again. Like so good. Oh, thanks. So if you had to, and you kind of, I think you, you kind of said this before when, when uh, you said an Erper had sent you uh, a band and you heard a song you said that, that is a one on Erp song. What does that mean? How how do you what you know what type of song is a Winona Earp song? Um, 
it's funny. There's different, I mean, it's, Winona Earp definitely has a sound. Her character, Winona's character has a very specific sound, which is, you know, it has swagger. It's dusty. It's badass. It's gritty. It's driving. It's, there's weight. There's a, there is some level of like, um, there's some kind of, there's a bit of a tension, but also a bit of a wink. You know what I mean? Um, there's certain artists in my head that I always reference and the kills is one of them. I love the kills. Alison Mosshart to me, like as soon as I read Winona Earp, I was like, this is the show. And, um, yeah, kind of like a, a garagey, twangy Americana ish, but not too much, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's, that's her sound, but Waverly has a sound. It's a little more sweet. It's a little more poppy and bubbly and breathy and way hot definitely has a sound. That's just really like tender, um, sexy and sweet, you know, romantic, but not too gushy. Like, it's still, you know, it's cool. Um, Doc has a sound. Um, the different bars have sounds. Like Shorty's has a sound. Shorty's, when it was taken over by Revenants, had a sound. Um, um, what's the... Pussy Willows definitely has a sound, you know. <laughs> um, we got to go to the strip bar this year. What was it called? Oh, I'm blanking, but it was so good. Hold on. I know this. Or was that Pussy Willows? No. Was no. It? We've been to the Glory Hole. The Glory Willows, Hole. Yeah. The Glory Hole has a sound. The Glory Hole was so fun. It was like very um, like Depeche Mode. 80s new wave beats was a bit darker that was really fun yeah. yeah i love i love hearing you describe each each character and scene They're, they have they all have their own sonic landscape yeah um, and every season kind of like how do you build the world that's kind of what i'm doing every season i'm building I'm building a sonic, even before script stage and even during seasons, like people are always sending me music and I just file it. And for this show, not every show, but this specific show, I find it very um, organized by character. I find that's how it works for me on this particular series, um, where other series can be organized more by like genre or like tempo, you know, like ballad, mid tempo of te like just really kind of basic um, organization. But this show, I just organize it all by character because I feel like they all have a very distinct sound. When, so what I'm watching and hearing you talk about, um, you know, putting music together for this show, is, is this the same way you think you would speak about another show? No. It, you, just, you seem to be very like you know these characters yeah. you seem to really like have this connection um, with them this show is 
is very unique and special to me. Um, I put my whole heart into everything I do. Um, so I don't want to say other shows aren't as special to me because they certainly are. Um, there's a show that I work on now. I've worked on, I'm going on 15 years and it's, it's so special to me, but in a, in a different way. Um, yeah, this, um, I don't know. Like Emily says, it's lightning in a bottle. It's felt like that since day one. And like any project, um, it comes with challenges, but I just feel like you just take it as it comes and you figure it out. That's just, you know, it's kind of like life, right? It's like something happens. You're like, Oh no, how do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And you just, you're like, just take a breath and just figure it out. These are, this is a safe space. Um, and yeah, I don't know. This show's super special. I think the fan base has made it extra special. I mean, the, this, the, the crew and the cast and, and um, you know, Emily and the producers, they're just amazing people to work with. I can't like stress it enough. It's, it's an amazing dream team. The post-production crew, the sound crew, um, who I are, is, whom I mainly um, uh, work with on a day-to-day -day basis, like just awesome. Everyone I feel like really uh, has each other's back and is, you know, just has the show's best interest at heart. Everyone is putting their whole heart into this thing because it's, it's just great. Um, but yeah, the fan base makes this extra special. I feel like I've made pals, <laughs> like lifelong pals from this show and really interesting, um, awesome relationships and some really deep connections, which is wild because it's like, it's a TV show that I work on. I've worked on TV shows for 20 years. This has never happened. So yeah, it's, it's really special. And I just feel like even if it's um, the end, which I, I don't know, um, it doesn't matter because I mean, I feel like we've made lifelong connections. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We'll certainly be going to cons <laughs> for a long time, yeah. hopefully. I mean, um, you know, since you, you're bringing up the, the fandom experience, um, uh, you've gone to cons, you've DJed at them. Um, like I said earlier, there are t-shirts, yeah. Andrea Friggin Higgins t-shirts. Uh, mine didn't arrive in time. <laughs> uh, and fans such as myself that just shake our head every week, uh, you know, watching and listening to what you've done. Um, what has the fandom experience been like for you? it's so without sounding cheesy like it's really magical it just it's this special place where you feel accepted you feel so much kindness and love and support and um uh, the so the first time that i dj'd at akon um I honestly was like, oh, I'm just going to be like in the corner, no one noticing me, just doing my thing, whatever, I'll play some songs. And I was not prepared for the amount of like love in the room um, directed at me, which was crazy. Um, it was really, really, really special. Um, but I, 
so there was a moment where like I was on adrenaline the whole time and just like, I hope it doesn't mess up. Like, I hope there isn't a technical failure. Like what, but I won't like, what if I don't know how to fix it? Like I was just all day freaking out. Like, what if this happens? What if this happens? And Peter Chapman, one of the composers DJed with me that night. Um, it was a long night and I just thought, well, it'd be nice to take some breaks and I could have, and he's an amazing DJ, first of all, and he had all the equipment. So um, there's that. And yeah. So anyway, he had left. It's like, I gotta go. And I was like, Oh my God, but what if something, he's like, nothing's going to break. You'll be fine. And sure enough, there's a point where like, I don't know, I think it was like Dancing Queen by ABBA was playing. The whole place was freaking out. And the power went out. Full stop. And my heart sank. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And then like people are scrambling. Mallory, who's one of the organizers, was like, ah. And like everyone's looking. And I'm like, (laughs) and all of a sudden, like, The whole place, like I was in my head, I'm like, everyone's gonna start freaking out. Everyone's gonna be mad. Everyone's gonna like start throwing things at me and being like, ugh. Like, I was just like, worst case scenario. And then all of a sudden, the whole room just started singing along to Dancing Queen and like cheering and clapping and and just all the love like vibrating my way. And I was like, it doesn't matter. It's going to be okay. Even if we don't get music back, this party's still continuing and we're going to have the best time. And it just felt so like, oh, that's what this is. It's just a love fest, no matter if the sound goes out, you know? Um, So that was, that was really, that was special. And yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, all the love on Twitter and, and, and the t-shirts and um, yeah, just really, really amazing and um yeah it's 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 really special i'm i'm just i'm yeah i it's wild <laughs> don't know how to it's so hard to put into words you know it's a feeling that is really hard to describe to people who aren't in it yeah well we get it because we're in it yeah. but it's you know as as fans it's i i would gather what we feel is very comparable to what you feel. Yeah. And, and also, you know, so I actually do work in post-production. I, I work in, uh, in TV. Oh, wow. And knowing that post-production doesn't get recognized a lot uh, oh. because people don't know what you do. Yeah. And the fact that you are a known quantity in this fandom by name, that the, as a music yeah. supervisor, you are recognized as such a, in, an important part of the show rightly, uh, I would guess is a is a very unique experience. It is a unique experience that doesn't happen. I mean, like I said, I've been do, doing this for like twenty years, and I'm just like a person that works in post production, you know. Um, so the fact that people know my name is really cool, and also just yeah, really humbling. Where it's just like, wait, what? Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's special, and um, it's really really kind. And I'm just happy that, you know, because sometimes, you know, music goes by and you watch shows and you're like, oh, that was such a big deal to get that song. And it just goes by. And, it's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and this show, like people are paying attention. And so it's funny, like 
it's been, it's really become a part of the process. Like I really just try to get into upper space when I'm deciding on songs to present, you know, and really thinking about, really thinking about the herpers um, when I put music forth. And so to that point, has there been a song on the show where you felt so strongly about it and you knew in your gut that this was the song that you had to kind of, and you said you've had like these kind of fun conversations where, you know, it's, it's, it's never like been, the question is, have you ever had to fight for a song because you knew deep down that this was absolutely going to be the song? Ooh. Have I ever fought for a song? Um, nothing comes to mind because I feel like, I feel like we're all pretty in sync. Like, now look, if, if it comes down to a few songs in the end, like we're at the final mix, and it's between two songs and maybe Emily and the producers haven't made up their mind yet when it comes, if I am asked my opinion, because I'm just like, this is the buck stops at Emily. But if, if I'm asked, um, yeah, I'll give, I'll give my opinion for sure. If there's definitely like a song I feel, you know, strongly about over another and why, um, but no, I feel like there's definitely songs I knew, like this is the song. Emily and I have been really in sync um, the whole way along. And the producers, like we all just kind of are on the same page. And that's, that's, um, that can be challenging sometimes. Just that's part of my job is getting a bunch of different people on the same page about music <laughs> and being able to navigate those conversations and act as translators sometimes between producing team, composer, music team, and just how do we all get on the same page about something. Is the music supervisor industry, is it predominantly male or is it, um, are there a lot of females? I think there's quite a few females. Um, I'd say it's pretty equal in Canada and in the U.S. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of female music supervisors. Yeah, who are amazing. Um, super talented. Now, the sound world, as you know, post-production, I find there's... There are more females coming up in the post-production world, and that makes me really excited and happy. And like I said, 20 years of going into post-production houses, a lot of dudes. And, mm -hmm. you know, often, you know, and anytime I see a woman at a mixing board or, you know, anytime I see a woman working in that building, I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's great to have a, a female in this badass, you know, female-centric show. So. Yeah kind of talk about the artist for a second um generally speaking and we you know we, we've spoken to some of them and some of them are more experienced than others but um for a younger artist you know what what does that mean for an artist to be selected on a show like that's uh, from your perspective what does that mean to an artist's career in this show in particular i feel like it's really exposed you to a, a big audience um, of really supportive 
um, fans and music lovers. Um, it's been really wild to see the fan reaction to the artists in the show. And, you know, there've been artists who've reached out to me and just said, Oh my God, my, you know, Spotify numbers went from this to this and it's crazy. And like, what's going on? Or like, look at all these new Twitter followers. And so I think that's really amazing. We don't have like the craziest budget of all time, but we've got a little bit and just any, um, Financial support for artists, you know, is, I think, is a good thing. I mean, who doesn't want their song in a TV show, <laughs> right? Um, and just to have your song really help tell the story. Um, music is a character in this show, I feel. Like, it's part of the storytelling process. And just the fact that, yeah, it's... Um, Exposure to a really um, passionate fan base, I think, is amazing for an artist. Um, I think our a lot of the artists in our show have really benefited from it in different ways. So let's start talking about some songs. Okay, so "Tell That Devil" obviously yeah. is, uh, is the the um, opening title song. What was the search for that song like to to find the the you know essentially the anthem of this show? Right. What was that process like? Was that you, difficult? Were you you don't know it's going to be an anthem, right? It's just like okay, a theme song, right? <laughs> um, it can be anthemic. Uh, we certainly want it to be anthemic, right? Like, and I feel like in especially recently, a lot of the art of the theme song has gone away in a lot of ways. Like, there was a chunk of time where it was like the hot thing. Like, you want a song playing over your opening, you know, minute and a half opening credit sequence. And then I found a trend of uh, title sequences just being like five, five seconds, like just a card. And it's like a ding, like a sting. Um, so I kind of assumed that's where we were going, um, which I think would have been kind of a bummer. But then they're like, oh no, we want like, it's like 30, I don't know how long it is. I think it's 30 seconds, maybe it's 40. Um, no, how long is it? I think it's, it's 30. Like 30. I think it's 30. They're like, no, 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 we want a song. And those meetings were fun too. Cause it was like, what? Also, I didn't know what the images were going to look like. So it was kind of like, it's a fun challenge. Cause it's like, yes, we're going to license a song for the theme song. But what does it look like? What is it? What's the vibe? What's the tone? Is there anything I can go off of? Not really. But we had, so I was like, we need a phone call. No, we had these great <laughs> phone calls with all the producers and Emily. And I remember there was a lot of people on that phone call near the beginning. Um, and I don't know. I remember it just being really like, we wanted to be, you know, driving. Um, trying to remember because it was like five years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it just needed to be like driving, dusty, edgy. Um, it had needed some swagger. Uh, what else? I remember there was someone on the call was like, oh, it'd be great if there was some kind of word in it, like gun or like devil or like, you know, uh, some kind of like, you know, cool word that's like, demon or like whatever okay uh, <laughs> I can go I can I can use that um and then yeah we just kind of you know brainstormed some 
ideas. Like maybe it was like a white stripesy kind of vibe or like, there was a few songs that um, Emily had on her playlist at the very beginning that was a really great reference point to just a starting point to go off of. It definitely had a vibe. Um, so then, yeah, I just was like, okay, leave it to me. And then, I don't know, I just went off. And um, also we weren't sure uh, if it was gonna be a recognizable song, if it was gonna be a cover of a recognizable song with like a modern, artist um was it gonna be an independent song like we had no idea and so that was kind of the fun part because it was a bit open-ended so i pulled some ideas that were a little like bigger some some little more indie should we have something written mm. there were just all these different factors is it a female vocal male and female vocal like what you know this is just, this is like, I'm a kid in a candy store part of my job where it's just like, I don't know, just experiment and try some things. What color do you want to paint the wall? I don't know. Let's try blue. You know, that, that kind of thing. So yeah, I just, I pulled some things um, to a playlist and I had reached out to, sorry, this is like long and windy road answer. Um, <laughs> I reached out to a trusted colleague at a publishing company and I was like, we're doing this new show. This is the kind of thing we're looking for. These are the kind of like references, put some ideas together and send them to me from your catalog. Um, Cause I knew they had some, they represent, represented some really great writers. And so they sent me a playlist of like, I don't know, 10 or 12 songs. And it was kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> Bingo. I just heard as soon as the, the first like three seconds came in, and I was like, this is this is the song. This is the song. This is the winner. We are done. The search is over. We are done. In my gut, in my heart of hearts, I was like, this is it. And I just kept playing it on repeat. And there's this is it. This is the song. But I was also a little like I knew that they wanted something maybe a little more recognizable and anyway so I'd I just I don't know I, I just knew I felt like this was it but <laughs> I can't just send one idea I had to send a bunch of ideas and so honestly I was like having not seen the images like I I don't know I could be totally wrong but I sent it off and yeah it just everyone seemed to gravitate towards it. Um, and, but no final decisions were made. It was kind of like, Oh yeah, yeah this is okay. Feeling this one. Um, that was Emily's favorite. I certainly remember that. And then they just kind of circulated it. And from what I hear, just everyone they circulated it to just seemed to have the same response. Like, Oh yeah, this sounds like the show. Yeah, this is great. And so, um, yeah, that was the song. But then it was like, can, okay, can we do the deal? Right? It's like, there's so many layers. It's like creative. Yes. Get everyone on board. Check. Can we do the deal? Right. And part of my job is like, I need to know we can do the deal before I even present the idea. Cause it's just like, why get everyone excited about something and then go, Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's not how I roll. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it came together. And we reached out to Jill's team and she has a couple of co-writers. So it was just like a 
let's make sure everyone's on board. And it really came together. Uh, we tried some music edits against picture and then we sent it to the, it's just a whole process, right? Like then the images um, for the opening title sequence were being created with the music. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then the whole post-production process of in the mix, like adding the gun sound. And I remember sitting there listening to like the gun for like an afternoon, it was fun. <laughs> but it sounded awesome. Make it louder, make it louder. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, that was, I think that was Jordy's idea. One of the producers he was like, what if we added a gun at the end? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of how it all came together. I'm so grateful that Jill's team were on board and excited and how great for, you know, an artist. I mean, it's so signature. Every con, this song is played like 17,000 times and every time everybody just like sings along with gusto and that's awesome. It's so, um, yeah, it's like, it's a, it's part of the show. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a song that everyone's proud that they don't skip. It, yes. Right? It's like yeah. you let the theme play through. Yeah. I think there was one year where Emily was like, should we keep, should we, should we keep going with this? Does everyone still love it? <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think we can take this away. <laughs> um, and then it was really, really exciting to do the callback to the song in season three, um, the acoustic version. That was really special. Um, and it, I, it's interesting. That was Emily's idea too. When, dolls yeah the episode where we find out about dolls yeah i think it's 302 yeah. or 303 yeah that was a last minute creative call too we were basically finished the episode we had mixed it and it was like great you know great job guys you know another episode in the can and emily turns around she's like i have an idea i was like what she's like what if we changed the theme song for one episode and it's tell that devil, but it's sad. <laughs> I'm like, but it's sad. It's an amazing idea or no, I, for, there was different ideas. We were, um, we were talking about maybe having it played on like a cello or like have, having Rob like score a version, but yeah, there was, she was like, but what if we had Jill make, a sad cover and I was like this is an amazing idea how much time do I have <laughs> he's like you have like 24 hours so I'm like Ugh. okay let me go make a phone call and it was just like okay let's just I don't know if I can pull this off but I am certainly gonna try and so yeah like Jill was game she did it she fired it off and like oh my god she did that in like a day I think it was a Friday this came up and we had until Monday and yeah, so she pulled it together and it was also that like bit of stress of like, Oh, what if we don't like it? What if it's, <laughs> and it's like not working? And, but I was in my head, that, not out loud, just like there is always a what if, but I, I chose optimism. It was like, Jill's going to knock it out of the park. And right. she did. It came back and I pressed play and just mm. 
I was speechless. Like I was just, it was so good. Um, so then it was like, she did the whole song. It was like, Oh gosh, now we have to edit it into the, the, the 32nd intro. And then it was like, we have to use the whole song somewhere. I don't know where. And Emily was like, I know where. And so, I just love this story. Cause I do, I picture Emily like uh, yeah. diving her hands. Yes. So, um, yeah, bringing it back in, in 12 was like, Oh my gosh, it was just gutting. It was just, oh my God. So that was, that just, it was so exciting that happened. And I couldn't wait for everyone to see it. It just, it was so beautiful and heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Like when a song can do that is, it's so magical. So yeah, we're, I'm so um, grateful to Jill for making that happen. And obviously Emily is like, Mother Earth. She's a genius. She's a genius. She is a genius. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to Let's Stay Inside. Okay. Uh, and that is that the Christmas song that, that yeah. Dom uh, sings on camera. Um, so how, do you remember, and I know this is a long time No, ago. I remember. Oh, amazing. Thank God. I remember. <laughs> Thank God you have all, all the great I stories. remember. I, yeah, I, I got it. Um... <laughs> so, yes, that was another one of those. Emily reaches out and is like, okay, can we get Santa Baby? <laughs> I was like, I don't think we can make Santa Baby ha happen, unfortunately. Because Christmas songs are really, really tricky to license. And they're, you know, they're a lot of money. Um, but... I was like, okay, what's happening? And so the idea was she explained, described the scene and just the kind of vibe we were going for in a song, you know, it's like a sexy, a sexy Christmas song. And I thought, okay, let me see what I can do. And I listened to a bunch of songs and yeah, it was really, Christmas is tricky. <laughs> Christmas is really tricky. Um, I don't think of Christmas songs as typically being sexy. Yeah, exactly. Or as Adeline yeah, says. Or like it. playful, or like, you know. So I found a few that I thought, oh, this could work. And then I thought, I mean, Adeline and I have worked together for a long time. Um, and she's a really fast writer. She's a really good songwriter. She's a great songwriter, um, but she works fast. So she's kind of my go-to anytime. She's one of many go-tos if something's not quite fitting. And I just thought, oh, could we custom make something? And she's someone that, you know, because of our long working history together, I thought, I'm going to call her up and just see, hey, we have this scene. We need a sexy Christmas song. Do you think, would you want to take a stab at just like writing a little demo? Um, and if everyone likes it, we'll license it. And she was like, I am so busy right now. I, I do not have time to write a new song, but I do have a Christmas song. And I was like, okay, send it to me. She's like, it's a little fast. And I was like, I don't care. Just send it to me anyway. And I heard it and it was very upbeat and like jingle bells and, you know, winter wonderland. But I thought, oh, I really like the lyrics. And what if we just slowed it down? Like, what if we slowed it down? 
And so I reached back to her and I was like, this is a great song, but it's way too sugar, upbeat, poppy. Could you re-record it, literally sing it into your phone at whatever BPM, like just slow it down, make like a slow, sexy version and just sing it into your phone and send it to me. Like, don't get fancy with production. Just, I mean, Adeline can sing the phone book, right? Like, like just do it, send it to me. And she did. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. <laughs> so I had other ideas too that were great, but I thought, I don't know, this is something, but I don't know. Like it, it's up to Emily. I just present the options. So I sent them over and um, yeah, that one actually, yeah, that one, it was obviously ultimately chosen. We sent it to Dom. Dom liked it, but I, there was a lot of um, back and forth. This is just super inside baseball now mm -hmm. <laughs> that I can bore you with. Um, just, there was a lot of talk over the tempo and what the right tempo was and the right key to fit Dominique's voice. And so there was a lot of back and forth on, it's so funny, like as a viewer, these things just go by so flawlessly, but you're like, oh my God, all of the, what we went through to get there, you know, um, it's just part of filmmaking. Right. So yeah, that's kind of the story behind that. And then yeah, Dom sang it on camera and then we brought it. Oh yeah, then in the meantime, I think Adeline had actually properly recorded it because at the time we were like, we don't need your voice. Dom's just gonna sing it. But then she sent us this like properly recorded version and that ended up playing over the montage at the mm -hmm. ending, which wasn't scripted, but it was like, oh, what if we, what if we brought it back? Um, yeah. I was going to ask you about that because it, it, it does. So it, you know, it goes from Dom, Dom singing it and then it, it, yeah. there's, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's mixed, you know, perfectly into carrying over into that, into the doc Kate scene. Yeah. This is where, where Kate turns doc into a vampire. Yeah. So, you know, it's, that scene is, is heartbreaking. It's romantic. It's sexy. And the song is fucking perfect. Like, again, it's, you know, it works in these two sweet. very, yeah, it's bittersweet. And the song, it's two, there are two very different scenes. Totally. But really versatile song because it does play to the playful, sweet, sexy, but it's also kind of, yeah, like bittersweet. It's, it's heartbreaking. Um, it has some hope in it, but it's also a bit like, yeah, it's a bit sad too and i like that juxtaposition of just things falling apart but there's also sweetness and jingle bells and there's just i don't know i feel like we do i love doing that in this series just a lot of truths at the same time like juxtaposition right um a lot of emotions going on in one scene and to be able to find a song that kind of plays to all of it is challenging but when it works it's really exciting mm -hmm. yeah definitely and i mean do you remember who do you remember that decision being made where was it editorial decision was it uh was it the component uh, like whose idea was it to carry that song Let, let's keep it going and, i think and that was an editorial this. decision yeah we had sent it to that so when um when they filmed the scene we had sent 
all the files to the edit. We sent a bunch of Chris Christmas stuff to the edit just to work with, but also I was like, oh, we also have the full version of this song. I don't know if you can do anything with it, but we'll send it anyway. And then all of a sudden it was over the montage. It was like, oh my God, <laughs> this works great. Just another example of just like everyone coming together and just, you know, totally. the end product is, is fantastic. So now we're going to move on to a little song called Ghost. Uh, we're going to, you know, we're still talking about Adeline here. Um, so we, we have lots of opinions on this scene. Sure. <laughs> um, but my first question, and I'm just going to, I, I really can't wait to hear your perspective on this, but because we, you know, we have talked to Adeline and we, we know about how the song, what the song means to her and, you know, where, why it was written had you heard the song before you knew you needed a, a love scene song? Yes. And the timing was wild. I feel like maybe she sent it to me a month or two before, before it came up just like a, Hey, I have a new song I'm sending it along. And I was like, great, thanks. Can't wait to hear it. You know, and I listened to it and was like, oh, it's beautiful. Like, it's just beautiful and so special. And because I knew her personal um, journey and story. Yeah, I knew, I knew what she had gone through personally and just the journey she was on and her, you know, transformation and growth as a person. And it was really um, just as a pal, like special um, to know just see her grow because I've known her for a long time and to have it come out in her music. Um, yeah, it was just really beautiful. It was a really heartbreakingly beautiful song. And so I was just like thinking, Oh, it'd be so great to license this, but yeah, we'll see, you know, when it comes up, <laughs> like it, this is in my head, not like saying this out loud. I'm just like, Oh, beautiful. Right. At some point I'm sure, you know, we'll find a great, a great spot for it. And then time passes, whatever. And then we're in, you know, I think that she sent it to me during the hiatus. So I was like, well, I hope we come back, you know, <laughs> and then we're back. And uh, yeah, a message from Emily. We need the perfect song for this scene. And it's like, yes, we do. Okay. So I took some time, a little bit of time, because everything is always like, we need it now. <laughs> so yeah, I built up, the first song that came to mind was, oh, maybe the Adeline song would work here. And in my, I, the scene was not even filmed yet, and I knew it was the song. Like I just- How much of the, how much of the scene did she paint for you? to get an idea for you of what you needed? Um, it was the big reunion love scene. That's all I knew. It was a okay. way hot reunion love scene. Yeah, I just knew it had to be a really special song. And in terms of tone, like I didn't, that's always the how sexy is too sexy, you know, like what, define sexy, right? Like what version of sexy are we going after? Is it sweeter? Is it romantic? You know, what's the tempo? Like what, 
So I just kind of pulled a little bit of everything, but ultimately I knew it was going to be really like tender and intimate and romantic and heartbreaking and all of the emotions in one song. And so, yeah, something in my gut just knew like this was the song. Um, and then my inner critic is like, no, try other things and don't know everything and whatever, you know, like all the things that, you know, creative people go through in their head. Um, but yeah, that was the one I, I knew. I just felt really strongly about it, but I put together a playlist. I already had like a way hot playlist in the works and I'd pulled some from that. And I just thought, wow, like any of these songs could work beautifully. Um, but yeah, there was always something about that one that kind of stood out, but you know, I pulled together best of the best, sent them over to Emily and just kind of wait and see. And there were two from that playlist that she felt really strongly toward and ghost was one of them. And that was even, I feel like it was around the time maybe the scene was shot. They were certainly close to being in the, in the editing suite. And then, um, yeah, that was the song that was cut to picture um, the whole way along. But, you know, we did our music spotting session, which is where um, once the picture is locked, we talk, we have a meeting with the composers and Emily and the producers, and we just talk about the music start to finish. We walk through every scene and there's music that's tempt in. Um, and we just talk about like, do we like this cue? Do we want to keep it? Do we want to change it? What's working? What's not working? I like this song. The song isn't really working for me. Let's try some options. I love the song. Let's keep it. Those, these are all the discussions we have every single episode. So for this song, we had watched the scene as a group on zoom and, you know, speechless cause you know, it's beautiful. And uh, yeah, everyone loved the song, but again, it was like, okay, can we, is there, let's try some options, right? Like just let's, can we do better? Can we, is there another song that might, you know, um, and so that's my job. It's just like, okay, let's be, and especially with the scenes like this that are so important and have so much meaning and it's a big deal to get it right. So I think it's not that we weren't feeling the song because certainly everyone was, but it was just like, let's, let's just, what else is out there? And so I had tried a lot of songs and I spent a long time just really like, I just wanted to get it right. Um, and yeah, I, th I think I had sent a few options in, um, but Ghost was just the clear, obvious winner. It just was meant for the scene. So um, it was a bit of a, just always trust your gut. Your first instinct is often the right instinct. But I do enjoy the process of, well, what if we tried this? What if we tried this angle? What if we tried this type of song? Does it change the mood? Does it change the tone? Does it, how does it change what we're seeing? Right? Because music is so powerful that way. You can really change a whole scene just by changing a song. All of a sudden you're like, oh, this is a different scene. Right? <laughs> so um, that's kind of my neurotic brain of how we do these. 
things. <laughs> you, you hit it out of the park. Thank that's, you. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. No. Just the support for Adeline um, has been wild just to watch. I'm really happy for her and just happy the fans have connected with her story and, and her songs. When you, um, so knowing what, you know, I don't know at what point you learned it about the fandom, but knowing what happens when a song comes out in a scene, what kind of pep talk or warning do you give the artists before their scene comes out? I gently let them know who the Erpers are and what a force of good um, that they are. But I don't, I don't like, to um it's kind of just a gentle might happen but i don't you know because i don't know how everyone's gonna react so it's that you know you don't want to hype someone up too much and be like oh no one really followed me and be like oh they really like that other song a lot and (laughs) yours a bit you know i don't i just you know i i i um let them know especially if it's a song that hasn't been released I always um, try to suggest like, oh, you might consider actually releasing this or putting it on Spotify because we have such a dedicated fan base who have been really supportive of the music in the show. And I just think it'd be a disservice um, to yourself and fans not to put it out. Um, So that's kind of how I position it, you know, because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Uh, it's been, um, oh my gosh, especially after this past episode too, uh, the finale, um, just watching, that's my favorite part too. It's, it's one of my favorite parts after an episode airs, just seeing, um, how everyone reacts to the music. I'm, I'm just so excited for the artists just to have the spotlight, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fun. Um, the next song that we want to talk to you about Andrea is all in by Desiree Dawson. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, you know, again, I I I can't wait to hear how that came together. Uh but the question that we had for you mainly and and so we have talked to Desiree and and she you know, we said it's such a great song and incredible moment, but also the name of the song has so much significance to the show and she was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so <laughs> so was that was that just a happy accident that the the song happened to be a callback to a very kind of yes. big momentous moment in the show? The happiest of accidents. <laughs> the story, okay. Now that we're friends, now that we've talked for like an hour, <laughs> oh my gosh. The story behind this song is so, I haven't really shared because it's, this is one of those magical stories. So um, obviously again, another scene that's like, Oh, we need an amazing song here. This is the proposal. This is so special. What is the song going to be? It's gotta be great. It's the, it's the cliffhanger. It's, you know, it's, it's our hiatus point. Well, I guess at the time we didn't know it was going to be the hiatus point. This was, um, I think this was like right before COVID hit anyway. Mm-hmm. So, gathered a bunch of songs that I was like, well, these could work. Cut them against picture. These are nice. Mm -hmm. Um, 
just getting ready to wrap it all up, send it over to Emily, and I couldn't hit send. And I was close to a deadline. And something in me was just like, it's good, but is it great? Like, it's good. She'll probably accept one of these, but I don't know. There was just something in me that was like, something's missing here. What is it? And um, yeah, I just felt like, I don't know, I'm not crying. But, you know, like I want people to cry. <laughs> this is a moment. This is a big moment. And so part of me was just like the battle in my head of like, just send it. Just, you've done some good work here. <laughs> These are perfectly good options. Send it. Nope. Take a break, go for a walk, think about it. I came back and I was, I just went back to like Emily's original note on the scene and reference. And I was like, okay, I don't know. So I, I listened to a, a few, like if, often if I get stumped on something, I often play the game. Like if money were no object, what, what would the song be? Like take just, what is the magical song? And just kind of, I was listening to a few songs and then I was like, oh, forget it. I don't know. And then I walked away and I think I was just on a Spotify playlist or there was a shuffle. I don't know. And I, and I left the music on. I was doing something else. I let it go. I was like, okay, I'm going to send this at the end of the day. Fine, fine. So then all of a sudden, and at this point I had kind of not given up, but just kind of like, I ah, just let it go. You're, you're thinking too you know, you're analyzing this too much. These are great songs. And then, but something was still gnawing at me. And then all of a sudden the voice of an angel just came on. And I'm like, oh wow, this is a beautiful song. I wonder what this song is. No, I shouldn't go look at it because it's probably like totally out of reach and it's just going to be heartbreak. And I was like, God, this song is beautiful. And I was like, what is this song? Is she singing all in? <laughs> And then I went and looked and I'm like, Desiree Dawson, all in. I'm like, this is a sign. And I was like, wait, is this a sign that's, is it too on the nose? You know, this is my brain, okay? Um, and then I looked her up. She's from British Columbia and she's an independent artist. And I was like, how have I never heard of her? She's amazing beautiful voice, beautiful song. I really loved, it was just unique. It was just not like, I felt like it was just like a little different than what we would typically use in a way hot scene. I don't know. There was just something really special about it. And I thought, this is the song. And then I cut it to picture. And as soon as the first like couple notes played, like the, uh, her like vocal layery thing, I was like, ah, so sad. I was like, we're done. We're done here. I'm crying. And it just, normally, you know, you edit to picture. Sometimes you need to, you know, make some edits just to make it work, shape around dialogue and just lift at the right points. There were no music edits in this song. It was just play. There it is. And just the juxtaposition between mm. this beautiful proposal and love and sweetness and tenderness and just the heartbreak when we get to Winona and Doc and it says all in and I'm like, stop it, stop. And it was just, it's, it's the miracle song. It's, it was a gift from 
the universe. And this has happened a few times in my career where I was just like, I give up, I can't find the song. And then all of a sudden, like a song starts playing and I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, so yeah, I'm being dramatic, but that's what happened. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to email her really fast. I hope she gets back to me because I had to send it and I wanted to send it right away to Emily, but I just thought I can't send this unless I know we can do the deal because I know she's going to love this. And if I can't deliver, that's not good. So, so I emailed her and she got back right away and was like, yeah, this sounds amazing. She was so lovely to, to, to correspond with and, so kind to let us use her song and um yeah sent it in and yeah sure enough everyone that's the one that everyone gravitated towards and um i love when i especially love when a male producer is like i cried <laughs> yes <laughs> my work here yes. is done <laughs> oh that's always that's always nice. But yeah, it was, oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. I'm, I'm so happy. It, all this, you know, I only put songs forward that, that I feel strongly about. No stinkers. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Nothing for them to hate. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the trick, right? You always throw in one that you're like, nah, this one's okay. Just to make the other ones look better. But no, don't, <laughs> don't ever do that. Because there are times where they pick the one that you're like, ah. Oh. oh. Um, but not in this series, all winners, not in this series, all winners. Um, well, and the fact that she's, she's a queer artist. Oh my God. Singing about Every another woman. Up. Everything lined up. I wanted the song to be by a queer artist. It just, otherwise, I, was, I don't know. I just feel like this is part of my job. Like representation matters. Obviously, number one, the song matters. It has to be a great song. But it's important to me. It's important to me. And I think that's what was, was missing. Um, so yeah, just to be able to have done that, I think was just extra special. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that story, the magic song. <laughs> it's so fun because we, you know, having talk, talked to Desiree to get her perspective of that. And she's like, yeah, I just got this email. and Okay. Her voice is angelic. Her whole, I'm such a fan of her artistry. Her, um, she's very spiritual. She's very Zen. Um, she's so connected with nature. She lives in British Columbia. She's posting videos where she lives in this like camper by the ocean and there's, forests and I'm just like yes more I'm so jealous oh my gosh um <laughs> yeah so I, I'm such a fan and I'm I, I'm excited just to see um where her songwriting leads where her her whole career leads I think she's so talented and just a really beautiful spirit so I'm happy to have um found her and I'm just happy that yeah, now the community has found her, the Herber community, and oh, this show, guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we're here. That's you know? why we're here. <laughs> There's just, it's so layered. There's so many layers. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. 
Uh, and so the next song on my list was going to be talking about Martina singing, which we've already covered, which again is yeah. a magical was, moment. Um, what else can I say about that? Well, it was one of those things too where, um, so that scene was filmed during COVID. And so kind of some new, I don't want to say challenges, but questions came up that were new. Like, okay, is she, it's obviously fine the song, but also because it's being filmed, um, is she going to, some questions we would ask her, is she performing it live? Are we doing a pre-record? If we're pre-recording her, let's, where is she? We have to book a studio. We have to do all these things. And what does that mean for COVID and all these things? So um, she did it live and obviously she's already a great singer. Sometimes on shows, you know, they write that a character will sing a song, but in real life, they're not really a singer. So that's a whole thing um, to navigate, but not in this instance because she's amazing. And um, I'm just, yeah, I'm really happy she was, um, yeah, she's such a pro and she did a beautiful job. And we ended up um, re-recording the song. She did it live and the final version is a mix of what she performed live on the day and also the uh, recording we made after filming because it plays over montage and just because of, you know, sound stuff, we wanted it to be mic'd properly and sound like a real, you know, recorded song. So that was, yeah, that was a really fun experience that I'm really glad worked out. Do you think she'll release that or is that, uh, will you guys release that? Will, will, the, will that be available? Um, I actually don't know, but I will look into you it. Should, you should look I into know. it. <laughs> I think people would really <laughs> like that. to know. Yeah. <laughs> I have a call to make after this call. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, actually I, I skipped a song, didn't I, Anne? Uh, no, you're good. Um, that brings us to to our newest song in the list, which is Won't Let Go by Lindsay Ray. Um, for me, that song just blew me away. I'm still singing it. And I know um, the Erpers immediately took to the Google and were like, where is this song? Who is singing this yeah. song? Um, I was doing a live uh, recording um, with Erpers, like a live podcast Friday evening, and we were still searching for it. And um, by morning, we all found it on YouTube. Um, where did this come from? Was the song written for the show? The people need to know. Okay. Um, the song was not written for the show, but um, it was not released. So Lindsay is a very prolific songwriter. We've worked with her um, a few times on different shows. She, her publisher had submitted that song to me. I reached out to them and said, this is the kind of song I need. What do you got? They sent me a bunch of songs. And again, this scene, it was like, it's gotta be the perfect song. So I searched for a long time listening and, um, I don't know. It, yeah, just from the first piano notes, I was hooked. I was like, this is a beautiful song. Um, we had a few really beautiful songs in the running, but this one just, again, it was just so intimate and um, 
tender and just right off the top, just tears, right, under Nedley. And I loved how delicate it was and romantic and anticipatory. And then it just bursts, like it's just a heart bursting with hope and joy and love. And I think that's just what we all want, right? Like just to hit all those cues. Um, so I felt like of all the songs that we had auditioned, they were all beautiful in different ways, but this one just hit all those marks. You wanted to go through that emotional ride from Medley all the way to, you know, Dearly Beloved. Um, right. So many like, points, right? Like, Flying the in there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that song was not chosen fully until like the, it was the last thing we, we did in our final sound mix. Like it was down to two songs and everyone was like, what are we going to do? You know? And I think Emily was also just like, she wasn't ready to make that decision until the end when we saw everything together, all the sound properly mixed with all the score cues and all the song, like just, we needed to feel the episode through start to finish before she made that call. So um, yeah, that was like a few months in the making. I remember sending some ideas in November. Um, and I think right before Christmas, I was like, what do you think? <laughs> do we have to go back to the drawing board? And she was just like, I'm not ready to make this decision. Um, and then in the new year, I think that's when we, we completed the episode and it was like down to the final like 20 minutes of the day. Yeah. But it, it was worth it because also like I was so back and forth, you know, because there was, there were two like very different, um, ideas that were both beautiful. But this one I think just had all the, hit all the marks, like I said. Um, yeah, I'm so happy you liked it. I'm so happy that the yeah. have been responding positively to it and I'm happy for Lindsay. Uh, it's just, yeah, really beautiful song. Oh my gosh. And then my other favorite part is when Erpers record their own versions of songs and post them. It's just, my heart is so full um, to see this. Like, I think I wrote on Twitter, I was like, this is like, I live for this kind of magic because it's so special. It's so wild. Again, just being a person that works on, in production, um, just a few months ago, that was just like an idea in my head. I was like, maybe this would be the song, you know? And for it to get to the point that everyone is feeling it we get the deal done it airs an audience experiences it and the to love it even just to go buy the song or you know to enjoy the song or find the song or send a little tweet like what is that song that's so cool it's so wild um and the people take the time to learn the song and play it and make a video. It's just, it's so, I can't wrap my head around it, but it's really, really um, the coolest, the coolest thing to witness. 
So it, that it has an impact on somebody means like I've done, I've done my job. There's meaning in what I do. It's not just like songs in a TV show. It's just like these decisions have impact and it's, it's, it's so magical. I think back to the like going off on a tangent, but especially in these times, right? The world is like, ah, and you know, there's days where it's just like, what am I doing? Just like picking songs for a TV show. What is this life that I've made for myself? Like, maybe I should try something else. It does, you know, something meaningful, you know, but oh my gosh, the just going to these cons and meeting Erpers has been just like such a wild experience. Having people come up to you and just tell you their life story and how, you know, on a hard day, they listened to the soundtrack and like X, Y, or Z song really like pulled them out of a funk or like got them through a difficult time. And that's just like, oh my gosh, it's so wild that a TV show can have that kind of impact. And so, um, yeah, it just, it feels really good. And it's just like another extra special reason why this show is different than any other show. Yeah. And just, you know, it, all the different components of of getting the song into the show and then getting it out there for everybody else to hear. And then the impact that it has and how we've talked to Kat and I have talked before about how, you know, you can close your eyes and you hear the song and it takes you immediately to that scene. Totally. Yeah. It's like you could play a trivia game where you just like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to play two seconds of this song. Tell me where you are right now. And that's the goal. You want a song to be memorable. You want to hear a song and just be taken to the wedding, be taken to the first kiss, be taken to the proposal. If a song can take you there, you know, um, then I feel like I've done my job. And then to these, all these listening to the the songwriters singer songwriters their stories about it too like hearing your aspect and then hearing what it's done for them and what the the erpdom has done for them and how um you know like adeline has bad believer and then to hear that jill and adeline and desiree are all doing a concert together now it's just it's so it's cool. just so cool all the connections it's so wild the fact that I remember seeing Jill perform at a con and a whole room of Erpers <laughs> singing along with her. It's uh, so cool. It's really, really, even, oh my gosh, being at a con, I have a video of, they played an episode and when the theme song comes on, just, you know, the room explode into song and just freaking out. It's just, wow. It's for me, it's wild. Cause just being part of all the little steps along the way from the first phone call, of like, okay, what are we going to do? You know? Um, it's so cool. I, yeah, I'm such a nerd about it. I'm just like, guys, this is, ah. <laughs> No, we, we love it. And just, you know, over the past few months reading about um, what music supervisors do, I mean, I was impressed enough just knowing that, like, how can a person, you know, get an assignment of like, this is the scene that you need to match music to, and then actually do that. To me, I'm already impressed, right? Like that you have that ability to, you know, see this scene in your head and say, 
okay, this is this is what goes with that. Yeah. But then to hear all the other administrative and busy work that you have to do working within a budget and clearing songs. Yeah, it's, not, and, it's, it's not glamorous. It's like, it's so much work. It's, so it's work. absolutely insane. I don't know how you do it. Totally. To, well, I have, to add that on yeah. top. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have um, an amazing coordinator. His name is Kyle Merkley and he oversees just as soon as that deal is done, he just takes that football right to the finish line and just ensures that all of our I's are dotted and T's are crossed and get that paperwork back. And, you know, just, it's that balance of like left brain, right brain. It's the whole creative side, which is, you know, a job in itself, right? Like finding the music, presenting the right music, having the whole team like get on board. And if they're not on board, you might have to start again and all of this is under, you know, a deadline that's, you know, these episodes are like really quick once we're in post-production and being able to just turn the creative around, but also turn the, get the deal done within budget, ensure we can get the right paperwork in place, ensure the signatures come back on time, you know, um, copyright is, you know, <laughs> it can easily like fall apart. Um, so it's just making sure that doesn't happen. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we could share your stories and just show that how much goes into it, you know, your heart, your soul, and then all, all that on top of it. It's, you have a, an amazing gift and thank you for doing thank it you. because Wynonna Earp would not be, um, exactly the same without your music. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, it's the fact that we are led by the great Emily Andrus. I mean, uh, I feel like she, she, I don't even know how to describe it. She's such an amazing leader. Um, and it's a stressful gig. She has to oversee a lot of stuff a lot of departments and oh yeah write the show and you know she deals with a lot in a day and um the fact collaborating with her is has been a gift it's so much fun and um yeah it's what a special what a special gig i feel really lucky and well, thank I you have one for more. your kind words that means a lot to me well it's I echo everything that Anne said. The show wouldn't be the show without you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have another question. I'm going to take us back just a minute. So you had mentioned that you, you guys were obviously having to mix over Zoom, which yeah. is less than ideal because normally I'm guessing you're in a, a nice, nice uh, studio, mixing yeah. studio soundstage. And there's couches and there's maybe some food. And it's uh, a, it's a, I'm sure it's a very... And it's, it's, it's exciting, right? Because drinks. <laughs> there you go. And it's okay. We're going to look at final picture. It's, it's, it's the, the perfect picture and the music is going to sound amazing. The, the sound's going to sound great. Yeah. But now we're forced to do things remotely. So, and we're in, in as far as the show's concerned, we're in a weird space because no one knows if the show's coming back. Mm. So this, this season four finale 
has a lot of weight to it. And obviously we're in this, like, do we celebrate the show because it's over? Do we celebrate season four? It, it's a weird place to be. So in that context, what was that final mix like? Was that, was it bittersweet? Did Emily have, have anything to say to you guys? Did it feel like the end of the show or, you know, was it just another mix? Um, didn't feel like the end of the show. It didn't have that feeling. I feel like if, if I'm an eternal optimist and we don't know, at least I don't know. And I think that was kind of the, the vibe at the final mix. It was very like, we don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, it, it, I didn't, it didn't feel like an, an ender. Um, but it certainly, if it, if it was, it felt like, um, no, I take that back. It, I don't know. It didn't really feel like a, an ending, but certainly like the Emily and the producers had lovely things to say to the whole team and were very, they're so wonderful. Um, they treat everyone so wonderfully <laughs> I don't, yeah. they're amazing bosses um sorry this is like rambly i'm just trying to remember that day it was such an emotional day because of this episode and just everything that happens and the wedding and you know um yeah really it, it was it was obviously different because it was we did the whole second half of season four on on zoom no, we did all of season four post on Zoom. I take that back. We did it all on Zoom. Right. Really? Yeah. Because post-production, so they went on hiatus mm -hmm. after filming episode six. Right. Then COVID mm -hmm. hit. And then we started, then we started post. Right, of course. We started mixing... Sense. Yeah, we started mixing, I think, during COVID. That makes yeah. sense. And you know what? It went so smooth in a way that was, and it was the first show that, that I worked on um, in, in Zoom land proposed, mm -hmm. right? Like it was kind of that freaky period of like, uh, <laughs> what's How happening do we do in the world? How are we going to yeah. do this? And yeah, it was like a really smooth process. Again, like our post-production team, our rock stars. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting process. Uh, and in some way, I mean, it's not the same because we're not in the big, you know, five, one theater. Um, and obviously like seeing the team, you know, that's a whole, it's just so different, right? Being in the room with everybody, of course, but still like, you know, it just became the new normal and it, and it worked. Um, no, it didn't feel like the last, it didn't feel like the end to me. And as we know with this show, I mean, come on. <laughs> if any show can pull out of this, it's us. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I have hope. I have hope. I always have hope. Um, but it didn't, it didn't feel like the ending. It just felt like so long for now to be yeah. continued, you know? But it is that great feeling like if, for whatever reason, it was the end that what a beautiful ending, right? 
Perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. But yeah, it, it, it didn't feel like that to me. So we'll see. I don't know. Andrea, uh, are we going to see you at any cons this year? Oh, when I things hope so. Get going? I haven't been asked, um, but I would love to. Okay. I think that would be. We'll put it out Oh, there. my gosh. Well, DJing these cons has been, oh, my gosh. I sound like a broken record, literally. Like, it's so fun, but it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they didn't even ask me. I reached out to them one night. <laughs> and I was like. I mean, they're all there. There's probably going to be an after party. Like, I should DJ an after party. Amazing. I love it. I think I had, like, maybe a couple of drinks one night. And I was like, I'm reaching out to them. And so, (laughs) and only with the blessing of Emily. Because she was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool if you went to one of, you know, like, she was encouraging. And I wouldn't do anything without Emily's blessing. She's like, oh, yeah, you should reach out to them. So I did. And they were like, oh, yeah, we would love to have you do that. They're like, do you have all the equipment? Do you have all the equipment? I was like, uh, hey, Peter, do you want to DJ ErbCon? He was like, yeah. I was like, okay, awesome. You have to bring your equipment. (laughs) I go first. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone would ever say no to that. (laughs) So, and also I was like, NPS, how do you DJ? Um, (laughs) You know, that's just how I operate in this life. I'm going to put you on the spot, Andrea. Okay. okay so Cat oh. uh, and I are new Erpers. So we haven't even, well, did, you haven't gone to an ErperCon, have you? I actually went to Erperpalooza in St. Louis and I saw oh. Andrea DJ. That was so what, fun. 20, yeah, October 2019. Great. Uh, so no, I haven't. But so, <laughs> so we're going to, we're getting in on the con circuit this year. Um, but Cat and I actually have never met in person. Oh my God. Because we, we COVID and uh, we became friends on Twitter and then started this new podcast together. Love We're it. Fans of each other's podcasts. Um, so we have yet to meet in real life. Um, budget is no option here. <laughs> what song should Kat and I meet to? <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. Any you don't song? have to clear it. Oh, any, any, any song. We're just friends. It's not a romantic. No, no, no. This is not a staircase situation. No. And it, but what song should we okay. meet to? We'll, to we'll film ourselves doing this. We'll play the music. You've definitely put her on the spot I, here. Well, I knew I would. because I have ideas, but I really need to think about it because I really hang on. <laughs> there are like signature ERP songs, like. Erp con songs that I'm just like, oh, just Celine. Okay. Like, just blast some Celine. Okay. Um, it's all coming back to me now. But that that you can't lose with Celine because it's so dramatic and emotional. Um, okay, give me a minute. I might need you to scratch that. I have to think of a better idea. This is what I do. I play like play beat it. Yeah, this is we were watching the creative process before our eyes. You can always you can always email us. Yeah, I need to email you. Let me think about it because I want it to be like so good. And I could throw a song out, but then later I'll like be like, ah, oh, that wasn't the song. I got to think about it. We'd be like, oh, she ruined this whole meeting. No, horrible I need song. to close my eyes and think about it. I'm one of I'm a person who um, 
I'm a visualizer. I need to close my eyes in order to think. I don't know if you're like, but like there's too much visual stimulation around me that my brain is just like, can't even think of any song at all. Hmm. Like any Uh song, like name a song. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now I have to block, like I, I can't have noise. I like, um, Hmm. I have to very much. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Here it is. Okay. Back to Celine. I drove all night to get to. Okay. Uh Nice. Write that down. down. I drove all night. (laughs) Writing it down. (laughs) And you said, who's the artist again? Celine Dion. Oh, Celine Dion. Of course. Oh, that's Celine. Yeah, got it. Sorry. The only thing is, is we don't have to drive all night because we only live like. But it's LA, so it's kind of like you know. Or are you both in we LA? could get stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where in LA are you? I'm in the valley. I'm in I'm in uh, North Hollywood. Okay. I'm in the suburbs. Okay. I'm in the burbs. Okay. <laughs> I guess is this the suburbs? It is. You're right on the LA County border. Do we have suburbs here? I think we do. I think you are it. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm now, I'm going to make you a, pl- a, a reunited playlist or not oh, even wow. reunited. It's more like, yeah, guys, I need to think on this. <laughs> yeah. It's very this is like, this is like a budding friendship. Yes. Uh, I feel a, like I'm sending you songs that are too dramatic. And a mutual admiration. I love it. Uh, Post COVID, we're both fully vaccinated now, which is also exciting. I feel like there's yeah. listeners who will be like, "This song, this song." No, we <laughs> have to have. I'm going to make you. A I feel like yeah. I feel like Andrea's going to hit it, hit it out of the park. Oh, for sure. We have all the faith in you. <laughs> or we would, we wouldn't have asked you on the uh, podcast. We've been trying. <laughs> we're like, we have to talk to Andrea. We have to. Talk. Oh, this has been so fun. This has been amazing. Great I can't thank you enough. Um, it's it's fun to be able to share these stories because they're just so layered, you know. Um, and yeah, I, I I hope I hope everyone enjoys my long winded um, stories. That's why we we're love here. it. That's why we, we're here. Yeah, we want we want more of the behind the scenes. Desiree Dawson magic magic song that came to me yeah. from. Out of thin air, she just appeared. Her angelic presence. <laughs> but here, Andrea, here is the magic song that you've been speaking. <laughs> I was right? like, ah. flies away. <laughs> it's so so many stories like that. So, Andrea, where can everyone find you on social media if they don't already know? So, if you on want Twitter, I'm just at Andrea Higgins, and my Instagram is also just at Andrea Higgins. And that's it. Fantastic. That's where I, that's where I am. I don't tweet a lot, Thank but you. I feel like, um, but I'm, I'm watching you. <laughs> Very <laughs> ominous. The internet freaks me it. out, but I'm watching. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? I think, you know what I'd like to do? I'm going to make a new playlist. When are you releasing this? Hopefully next okay. week. <laughs> That's very ambitious, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> I've given cats some deadlines. Deadlines so, good. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll share. Yeah. I'll make um. I'll make a a little playlist if you'd like to um tweet that out. Um, Absolutely. No, would we would love to. That. I kept thinking like, oh, it'd be so fun to release like 
um, all the, we've gathered so much music and there's, I have like way hot playlist after way hot playlist, but I don't feel confident in posting it because I feel confident Mm -hmm. that maybe we'll come back. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, I see. You don't, you don't, you don't don't show us your cards yet. What if we come back? No, you can't give us all your content because then what if you need it? I know I might need it. So hold it. Yeah. Hold it. You know what? And I think it's, it's, it's a bad omen if I put it out. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. As much as we would love that because we know you would do a better job than the other playlists we've seen. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say you're going to need it. It's not, you might, you are going going to need need it. it. Absolutely. Domestic way hot. Do you have like a whole playlist of domestic way hot? But I would love to share a playlist (laughs) of just some like cool new music I've been listening to that um, just to hold everyone over. (laughs) Absolutely. I think people would like that a lot. Yeah. Beans. Well, thank you so much. You've been so patient with us. And, You've uh, been so patient with me. <laughs> I was like, I hope she doesn't t- t- not do it. I'm like, I know she's so busy. I was about to email so you about- and say like, I'm still good, guys. I'm still good. I'm not going to fail on you. I'm still good. <laughs> well, we can't thank you enough. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, take care and stay safe. And um, we'll be hearing from you again soon. Okay. Indeed. I'll send you your special song. All right. Amazing. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You too. Take care.